0: The Critically Human channel explores the human experience around the world and throughout time, with topics that range from the search for beauty to the quest for power, featuring concerts, interviews, lectures, and cutting-edge research projects. Visit uctv.tv criticallyhuman. I'm very excited to in- introduce the guest host for today's
1: event, who will be introducing the band and moderating the Q&A after the concert. Professor Patricia Vergara is an ethnomusicologist and scholar of popular music in Latin America. Her research examines the roots of Mexican corridos to and across Colombia from the 1930s to the present day. She is also a longtime professional pianist and accordionist, fluent in a range of jazz and Latin American musical genres, and the director of UC Merced's Latin American Music Ensemble. And she also holds a place of honor here as the previous director of this very concert series. So please welcome. Professor Pasticia Vergara.
2: Thank you, David. Uh, It's a real pleasure to introduce La Santa Cecilia this evening. Um, uh, I just want to give a shout out to David Kaminsky, who just did the introduction. He curated this whole season of Upstart, and this is the final concert of a a very, very successful run. Um, It's a... Immense pleasure to introduce La Santa Cecilia because I had heard of the band before. I had come across their music. I always thought it was amazing. But to do this introduction today, I really immersed myself in their music and it has been such a pleasure. I know we're going to have such an amazing evening. La Santa Cecilia comes to us from the Los Angeles area. They are four incredibly talented musicians Um, and the name of the band La Santa Santa Cecilia is inspired by Santa Cecilia, the patron saint of music and of musicians, which happens to be a, a really special Uh, Same to me, it was the name of my grandmother, who was born on November 22nd, the day of Santa Cecilia, and being a musician myself, it was always, always, I always had a a connection with Santa Cecilia. So, La Santa Cecilia is described often as being bilingual and bicultural, but when we listen to their music, you know, they, they, have so many sounds and styles and rhythms in what they do. And their sounds and stories, they evoke the feelings of many places, many experiences, like the ones that so many of us have, this feeling of being here and being there, wherever that there may be. So it's a truly Pan-American sound, which blends their Mexican heritage, Latin American styles, rhythms like boleros, tango, cumbia, with rock and klezmer jazz. They have seven albums to date. They have uh, won many accolades, many awards. They were nominated to the Latin Grammy twice. Um, Their album from 2013 won a Grammy award in the the Latin rock category for alternative or urban music. And their latest album from 2019 was their first recorded in, um, as an all English album, the f- their first one. Um, but when you hear the sounds, they still uh, have all of those multi-musical, multifaceted styles that have characterized their, their sound, their, their music, the, the music that have th- they have done for all these years. Maybe you can tell us how you all got together and how the band came to be.
3: Oh, cool. Yeah, we got together, Híjoles, I, I mean, I met, I met also um, when we were about 18 or 19 and I was in a band, uh, like in my first band, and it was like rock en español, <laughs> sad, sad music, you know. Y este, and, and, uh, and I was singing also, I started singing with Pepe and his, and his little brother, you know, we started doing boleros and and doing like fiestas y cosas así, entonces, uh, we we played already with each other and worked, but I think that we all shared this idea of wanting to create our own music and and experiment and express ourselves, tell our own stories, but but definitely like to 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 mix like our love for traditional music and our love for everything else that we loved, you know, whether it was rock or blues or cumbia or jazz or anything, you know. Mm-hmm. And we've been together, I think, for like 14 years now. Is this, I think, uh, something like that?
2: Yeah, almost kinseng. Yeah, it's
1: going to be 14 years.
2: That's awesome. Um, So can you tell us about, like, each of your musical backgrounds? Like, how did you actually get into making music, like, even before you got together? What attracted you? And what actually made you take this big leap, which is you know, to decide to take on music as your life and your career?
1: I mean, I think for everybody it's, it's very unique in that sense, but um, Marisol and, and Pepe grew up playing traditional music, playing bolero, guapangos, norteñas, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, I, I was playing a lot of like funk and rock and reggae and 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 then I met Alex uh, playing salsa gigs around town in in LA, and we both went to Cal State LA together. That's where we were learning uh, music. But I think that um, for uh, for all of us, the one thing that does bind bind us together in our in our collective experience is that we you know in our in our homes, our parents were always listening to to music and being um children of immigrants or immigrants ourselves to this country uh it was such a big a big deal you know to for our parents to be like mira escucha esto and to hear my mom listening to rocio durca all the time or or you know hearing and then also hearing my my brother listening to to rock music and and all this other stuff and hip-hop and all this stuff so i think we all had that combined you know experience of having uh the influence of traditional music through our family through our through our parents you know that that gave us that gift that i think you know nurtures us to this day really
2: yeah um i can definitely relate to it um i grew up in brazil i'm from brazil but my dad is from bolivia so every saturday morning you put the records on and you listen to their music uh, and we can hear this in your music. It's amazing. Like we hear disco and Norteña and Jaranas and Rock in Español and Nueva Cancion. There's a little bit of everything. Can you can you share some of the names of, of the actual artists and bands that most directly influenced you? Muchacho. For, like, for me,
3: definitely. Um, I mean, it's like... Artists like Mercedes Sosa and Silvio Rodriguez and Violeta Parra, but also like the Beatles, you know, and Janice Joplin and Ella Fitzgerald uh, and the doors, you know? And the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like those are the things that I was listening to when I was a teenager. I was I was like in between worlds, you know. Um, but bands like Cafeta Cuba were also like a big influence for us when we started the band because we felt like that was the kind of band that that was you know, influenced by traditional music, but was able to find their own voice and their own way. You know, and also bands like um, like Los Lobos, who 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 are from Los Angeles, who also, I mean, play all kinds of music. So, um, yeah, those are for me. Uh, the guys can tell you what they, you know, cada quien. Everyone everyone has their own uh, set of artists that I'm sure have like influenced them. You know,
4: I I grew up with uh, Los Panchos. Uh... Los Tres Reyes, Los Jaibos, Los Tres Ases, and all that beautiful bolero music. And that's that's how I started incorporating the, the Requinto into our in, into the band. Uh, but I also like Carlos Vives, Aniceto Molina, uh, Ramón Ayala, uh, Flaco Jiménez, and all the stuff that has to do with Astor Piazzola. Like everything that has to do in some way with, with the accordion. I love all that stuff and... And in some way, I try to uh, incorporate it into into our band too. Yeah, for me, it was a a lot of like uh, norteño
0: music. You know, Los Tigres del Norte, Ramon Ayala, uh, banda music, banda machos. I remember when I was twelve, I was like all into that whole Quebradita scene and dancing with a sombrero and everything. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just it's just so cool that that you know I was I was able to to get that kind of music. Uh, in my soul you know at the same time listening to hip-hop music you know growing up in south l.a and like hip, listening to rap and all that kind of stuff so it's like a mesh of all these influences for me you know um and then being in a ska band too i was in the ska band for a while reggae band you know salsa band where me and also kind of like we're ja- would jam a lot so just a lot of different music in l.a man that's that's the beautiful part of it you know
1: yeah absolutely
2: Um, so, do you can you tell us a little bit about this? Is a question that uh, more than one person have asked, and that's one of the questions that I am interested in. I had also planned to ask: um, How is the creative process in the band? How how is the compositional process? Is there are there some of you that are? The composers does everybody compose how about the lyrics do you get together to create music do you write on your, your own music melodies come first lyrics how does it work
3: i think it i think it all depends you know sometimes the the melody you know is is what what takes us sometimes it's the lyrics um i definitely like to write with the band you know and for us to write together and uh and and i feel like it's it's easier to get ideas you know like flowing um but it's uh it's also i feel like a like a like a natural process you know we get together and sometimes it's like just jam what do you feel like or what have you been you know if have you been working on a maybe pepe sometimes has a line and i'm like oh that's so beautiful that sounds like this let me try to sing something and so it's 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 it always varies you know and also mm-hmm. like uh like uh I saw a question something about like how do we decide what language the song mm-hmm. is and and I feel like songs are are very special, and I feel like in in a way they have their own they have their own life and and sometimes songs have their like they already know what who they are, like what they want c- what they want to be and what language, so I don't think it ever we ever like say, oh this song has to be in English, you know, I think it just naturally comes, and we and we just let it flow you know and some, sometimes it's easier for us to say things in spanish like like things about love sometimes feel more you know they feel better to say them in spanish you know and sometimes there's things that you want to say in english that feel mm-hmm. better to say them in english and it just and not because we think about it but because that's how you feel it like sometimes i answer in spanish and spanglish and it's like it's like there's almost no control you know it's like it just comes out
2: Mm -hmm. And and as we're talking Mm -hmm. about inspiration and lyrics, so someone asked um, if you find difficult to find inspiration for each song and if you ever had any writer's block, is there a moment when it's hard to compose or is that just... um,
3: Definitely, for sure. I feel like when we started the band, we had all these ideas and we had all this time, you know, to like, to write songs, to practice, to jam, to dream, you know, and then slowly uh we started touring more our 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 band started you know like we started mm-hmm. like a like a little like a train going a little bit faster faster going to different places and and time uh yeah we were like lost like I didn't have time you know mm-hmm. so um we would take breaks and, and and do writing you know like do writing sessions and things like that which I love we will like go to the desert or something and just be like what do you feel what do you want to write you know but then also um I used to like feel like I'm going to wait for inspiration to come or hopefully she comes to me. And now like I have I've had a child now I have a daughter and and my time and my schedule is different now. Like I have Mm -hmm. to schedule like I can't be up at two in the morning waiting for a melody to come. Like I need to work from 11 to 5 p.m. and work and actually work on it, you know. So that's something that I've learned over time, you know, from when we started the band and now, and, and managing our time to be able to be creative too and and, and productive, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's that's our I mean our process. Mm-hmm.
0: It's by by not by not. It's not an easy process, you know. It's it takes a lot of uh, time and like for us, I think getting into the right headspace and getting connected to what we're really going through in our lives. I think every album that we've made is like a reflection of like what we're going through, you know, in that moment. So it's like just being able to get in touch with all four of us and what we're all feeling at the same time. It's not an easy process, but you know, we've been fortunate enough to like be able to to use music as that outlet to to say what what's inside of our souls and what we want to, you know, communicate to everybody, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what we're experiencing in our daily, daily lives.
2: Mm-hmm. In the, do you think there is like an overarching ideas and messages that you really strive to, to get across to your audiences?
1: I think the, the main thing for us is, is just being honest and, and hopefully that that honesty translates to, to, to someone being able to feel, that, feel what we're feeling. And I think that that's the beauty of music, the art form of communication, that I'm able to feel what you feel and, and vice versa in that moment um music can be very very magical in that way and I think that for us um we kind of uh we we love that that feeling of of being a part of the experience of music and connecting with people and and for us you know when when people ask us what what's your show like we're always like wow man it's it's a roller coaster of so many different emotions you know you're gonna cry mm-hmm. you're gonna dance you're gonna scream you might get a little drunk you might it's 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 gonna be so many things you know just like life and I think mm-hmm. for us that's that's the thing. It's just—it's just trying to give people something honest and and reconnect people because we're so disconnected in our world right now with technology and all these things. That when we come together, when we make music, we want to connect with people. And I think that's the—that's—that's that's what I think keeps driving us to to do it.
2: You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So it 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 looks like you know, like reading reviews from your concerts and all, and, and it really looks like that's a major feature of what you guys do. You connect with audiences with this, you know, very, very affect and emotional um, way of of touching people, right? Um, So I wanted to ask you, you recorded Amari Vivir in in Mexico City. And and I am curious to hear about this experience. How how would you... um, how different was it than recording in the US or not how how was that experience for you guys i mean it wasn't it was a, an
3: amazing like unforgettable experience for us to do this first of all we wanted to do you know we had like we've been experimenting with music in la santa and and you know exploring and expressing ourselves and telling our stories but we felt like we really wanted to touch and make an album that would be a tribute to to our roots of how we started in music because because uh like Pepe and I started playing uh, busking on Alvera street, so like our you know we didn't go to school we didn't go to school to learn music, we learned school busking on the streets with other musicians like the bolero music like trios or mariachis and and so we wanted to honor honor that school by by playing these songs that we've been playing forever that I feel like shaped us into the musicians we are no. so um and we wanted to to record it live so our our producer suggested why don't we just record it live how you guys used to busk but why don't we go to Mexico and when and when he mentioned why yeah like why not and um we were just super excited because we thought yes like that would be like the best thing to be able to to return to 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 our motherland you know and to kind of make a bridge and kind of like present ourselves and come to mexico and play music and 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 in a way kind of like honor that that we're not just because we were born in another in in the united states it doesn't mean that we're disconnected from our roots from our culture uh, on mm-hmm. the contrary no we're, we're we're so like in love of, of and and inspired by it so it was a true honor to be able to share with other musicians in Mexico, create this album and to play it completely live. So it's not the most perfect album. Like it's not a studio album. It's a street performance. And, and mm-hmm. I love that. I like, I love street performing and and, and all the imperfections that come with that, you know? Mm-hmm.
2: And do you think this album um, had um A a different kind of reception with your audiences in any way? Amar y vivir? Yeah,
3: definitely. I feel like it connected
2: us with a lot of
3: people. I mean, definitely to Mexico, but to a lot of people that felt like us, too, that were like, but I love that music, you know, the mm-hmm. the Violeta Parra or José Alfredo Jiménez. Like so many of us have grown up with traditional music and we have a love for it, you know. So um, I feel like it definitely connected. And man, the, the live shows that we did when we toured the album were like, nuts and it was amazing to see people bring their like bring their grandparents or their parents or their parents bring their children and it was and it was another way of building another bridge you know of of with music of 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 of, you know like that it could be for all ages for young people and for older people and that we can find that 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 middle ground you know to share was like man to me those were the best the, the best you know to see all kinds of, of different ages at, at the show and singing mm-hmm. and and I feel like it's a way to continue to to we reinterpret the music and hopefully it keeps it, it stays alive you know mm-hmm. and it introduces young people to to songs uh like Amari Vivir, which I feel are like life lessons you know like there's so much music out there but these songs, if you listen to the lyrics, like they actually have beautiful messages of how to love, how to live, how to feel things, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it's a beautiful album. And I love the original song that you guys sent tonight from the album, too. Um, yeah. So, and how about the choice, the your 2019 album that you chose to record it in, all in English? And... Can you talk a little bit about this choice? Because it's it's a new thing, right? Like your other albums were in Spanish or a mix. You yeah, I mean, the, band,
1: are... the bands always mix uh, mixed genres, mm-hmm. styles, languages, everything. I think it's just really expressing ourselves truly with how we are because we're always code switching. You know what I mean? We're always in, in English and Spanish and you're thinking in English and Spanish and your feelings and your emotions are even... In that way you know what i mean sometimes you hear something or you hear news from mexico or you hear a song from mexico and it makes you weep you know like mm-hmm. it, that happened to me this morning i just heard something and i just automatically just felt like i was home with my family and and that's happening to us constantly throughout the day and i think that the band just kind of does that so with the with the album then the the, the the all-English self-titled album it wasn't like this conscious thing to be like we need to make a song and I mean an album all in English it was just that we happened to be writing songs that were very inspired by like soul music and funk and blues Mm -hmm. and all this stuff and and that's what came out and 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 you know for us again it's just an an honest interpretation and we were all going through this very difficult time in our lives and and three of us lost our our fathers at like Mm -hmm. within a year uh time and so those songs reflect a lot of that that energy and that feeling. So um, you know, it just it just happens like that. And I think that you know we need to be as a, as a society in these times like so open to to folks like all of us that are on this conference right now because so much of us feel and think and and experience life in that way. It's mm-hmm. just the constant moving of of these energies that are living within us. And I think that that is so beautiful. And and I hope that everybody. Celebrates that within themselves, and I think that that's such a beautiful part of the band that we chose to celebrate that movement of energy, of of ideas, of some of experiences that are just constantly um, harmonizing with each other. Really,
2: mm-hmm. um, yes, that's so true. So we have lots of questions here from the audience. So I'm gonna um, let's see, let's try to get to most of them. Um, so someone here is asking, what would you tell or advice, what would you, your advice be to a new artist that doubts being in this industry?
3: Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> I think that there's always a lot of doubts, you know, like even I have doubts all the time about a lot of things, you know, insecurities and mm-hmm. things, but but I think that my main drive or our main drive in the band is that we get to do what we love. And what we love to do is make music and perform and connect with audiences, you know. And we are well aware that this is the music business or the music industry. And that sometimes isn't the most beautiful, you know, it it may it seems very, like, you know, awkward sometimes and, and, and not the most pleasant thing. But, but I think it's part of the it comes with the territory, you know, but I feel like as long as you always keep your, 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 your you know, like you you stay connected to why, like, why, what is the, what is the reason? What is the, to your heart? I think that you'll be able to navigate all the doubts and insecurities, you know, as they come, because I feel like they don't just go away one day or you don't just like hit the mark and say, I did it or I made it. Or you like, I don't think that I I don't feel like that's, That's happened with us, you know, and Mm -hmm. and 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 we've traveled and we have won a Grammy and it's and it's been amazing. But but we always have obstacles or doubts and 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 uh, but we always go back to to music and to the amazing feeling of connecting with people at a live show and making them and sharing that experience together. You know, Mm -hmm. that's the that's the
2: core beauty of, you know, the drive el motor. That's great advice. So following up with that there's another question here how do you balance staying true to your light and truth as artists and what the corporate world music industry asks of you.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
2: it, I think it, that you should always stick
1: to your gut.
3: I think that you should that you should never compromise, you know? And if what you feel is is you should you should you should stick with it and 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 but in in when working with other people you know like I, I like we're a four-piece band so you know on stage we're a six-piece band but we we you know we have management we work you work with other people so it's always a constant like compromise you know and and I feel I feel like you know you, you have to be a team player you know like even mm-hmm. though i'm the singer like i'm not just a singer like i'm in i'm in a team with my bandmates you know so um but i feel that you should never feel that if it makes you feel uncomfortable and it make like you don't feel then you should you should do you should follow your gut and 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 i think you could never mess with feeling with being honest with yourself because also like people can sense that you know mm-hmm. whether if you're uncomfortable or if you're not true to
2: yourself you know um, going to another one here, as a queer person, it seems like you have a big queer following. How does it resonate with you? We love you.
3: well, we love you all too and and um, I mean, like I'm queer, you know, so like it's i mean uh, we don't like we don't make music for a certain kind of person. we make music for 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 all peoples and and living loving you know emotional people so uh you know we're we're always you know like in gratitude to all the love and support that we get and in any way if we can support you know people movements things that can have a positive impact you know we're we're always like we're down we're down for that because i think that music is powerful and magical and 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 it's it's always a good a good partner to 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 change or to influence or to to, in, in a negative or in a positive way. So we always try to stay in a positive way, you know, and, and stay on that road, you know? Mm-hmm.
2: Um, there are several questions here that have to do with this crazy year that we've, we've lived and we're still living. Um, how did COVID-19 change the way you view your music, whether it be performing it or producing it or, perhaps what was the hardest challenge that you've had during this year?
4: I, I think as a band, we were so used to seeing each other, you know, very often, like, like more, like just traveling together. And, and I think for a few months we weren't, we didn't see each other. And that was, that was tough because we're, it's, it's my second family, you know, the band. So um, yeah, getting together and and getting these ideas going, that was uh you know, who, who was I going to express myself to, you know, uh, or, or, or have all that banter stuff that we, we have in the band. So, yeah, for, it, it's, been a, it's been a tough year to, to be creative and to keep cre- uh, creating because uh, besides the music, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on in the world. Mm-hmm. So we have to take that in and then process, process it and also, you know, um, try to be creative at the same time. So yeah, it's it hasn't been easy, but um, luckily we we see each other more often now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we and we wrote an album during yeah. the pandemic. We we recorded an album and, and like for me personally, and I know the my bandmates I'm sure share the same sentiment. But man, I would listen to those songs like all the time. All like they kept me going, you know. Like they were when I was feeling like down and I felt like I was drowning because of all the stuff that I was feeling. I just kept thinking like, man, we got this these great songs that we're working on and, and any little chance to listen to them and work on them and make them better and, and go back into the studio and and that process, like I think it just it really it really saved me, at least personally, during the, the pandemic to have something that I knew was very beautiful and that I couldn't wait to share with people. And and then we just kept pushing because we had this this album and and, and man, it's it, honestly I'm super grateful that we had something to work at in this time Mm -hmm. because i don't know what i would have done you know
2: yeah i'd love to hear more about the upcoming album we have some questions here that have to do with uh future projects or maybe possibilities um have you ever thought about making a lullaby record for our children kind of like mark anthony
3: I haven't I mean we haven't thought about doing lullabies I have I, ha, I got to check out Mark Anthony's uh, lullaby album pero yeah, I have not <laughs> But yeah like I don't think we're opposed to to doing anything you know like I mean we did the Samari Vivir in mm-hmm. the pandemic I released a, a like a an orchestra like a, a you know La Marisol and the Love Notes Orchestra and it's like boleros with orchestra music and that was a you know super awesome but I feel like we're open minded and, and, and we feel like there's so many things for us to do, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, mm-hmm. so I don't know, like we're writing, we're writing music for a play. So in the play, we've we've written a lullaby, you know, so, uh,
2: yeah, I, I mean, sure, why not in the future?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yes. Um, is there a chance for Amari Vivir Dos more traditional jams? Yes, definitely.
3: Yeah. Yes, I think that that's a that's a side that we were able to to touch with Amadi Vivid, and I feel like that's something that we want to continue to 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 do. You know, like we're we're always gonna want to write our own music and tell our stories of how we're you know we're somos artistas. We want to express ourselves, mm-hmm. but at the same time, uh, we feel like it would be a beautiful thing to continue to to reinterpret these beautiful classic songs and kind of leave those. For the future, you know, for mm-hmm. for future generations, you know, and maybe mm-hmm. like like a little doorway, maybe they'll listen to us and then from there, you know, fall into a, a, a rabbit hole of, of of you know that we can introduce them to
2: other artists, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your new project?
3: Well, the new project is uh, is I mean, the new album is is called "Ella Me Enamoro." And it's one of the songs that we played on the, uh, in the concert and, uh, and we're really excited about it. Um, all the songs are original, but man, bailable. so if you guys like the, the cumbias that were being played, like this album is, is, is a lot like that. I feel like we wanted to just feel uplifted, you know, and, and mm-hmm. music is medicine, you know? So, uh, so, I mean, we're really excited. We just, uh, really excited about sharing that soon. And we're, uh, we're you know, we just did a music video for ella, Me enamoró y está quedando bien bonito. So mm-hmm. um we're you know, we can't wait to, to share it with you all.
2: hmm Yes, yes, everybody's saying here, cuando sale, when is it gonna be ready? Do you have shows lined up? What's going on? Where can we see you? Are you gonna be in the Bay Area soon? All of these are questions. We send.
3: hope so, we really do, man. We really we really hope to to be everywhere. You know, we like I I saw people, you know, writing from from the Bay Area, from Chicago, from all, from all over, for the Mexico, saludos a Mexico. Queremos ir. We want to be there. We want to see you. We want to play for you. Um, tomorrow we'll be announcing a very special performance that we're, like, so thrilled about. So um, if you all want to, like, follow us on Instagram or Facebook yeah. or go to com where you can see, like, more you know, information of any shows coming up. But tomorrow we're going to announce, and we can't say it right now, but... Tomorrow we're, we have a very
2: exciting exciting news for you about a performance. That's fantastic. So, what would be the best way for people to buy your music? What works best for you as the musicians and the artists?
4: Well, at this time, during the whole pandemic, we could we didn't have live shows, so we uh, put together our our online store. So you can go through our online store on Shopify.com. It's uh, mm-hmm. or through our website LLCMerch.com, and you can buy all our music, all our merchandise, and.
2: Mm-hmm. Awesome, and of course, follow you all in all the platforms: Instagram, everything. Instagram,
0: Facebook, TikTok. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else. What else is there? <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> so many right. now, you know.
2: Yes, um, that's awesome. So there's a question here that I am interested in uh, that too. So I'm gonna ask. Uh, don encuentras tus vestidos, Marisol? Where do you find your dresses? I love them. Thank
3: you. Ay, yeah, yeah. Because you know what? I love, I love like those like old, you know, like those old 50s, 40s cuts. You know, those like A-line skirts. Is the sometimes I go to thrift stores. Because you can find cool things like that, but also there's stores like online if you look up like modern vintage clothing uh like modern vintage clothing or something, you can find a bunch of stores and online stores where you can where you can find um, new dresses but like mm-hmm. old styles and they have like all kinds of sizes, so um check it out you know it's mm-hmm. yeah i love I love all that all that you know fashion stuff (laughs) tambien
2: thank you um i think we're gonna start wrapping up um there are a couple questions here and maybe that can be a a way to close um one is um if if you consider continuing to do shows like this on these online platforms like in zoom shows or or live streams um because it can reach so many more people, right? Even when we start going back to the live performances, to life as normal, what do you think? Do you think this is going to continue to be a thing? To 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 also stream and 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 use this this. Platforms. for I mean, I think
3: it's a. I think it's a great tool, and I think that we have to adapt ourselves, you know. And we have adapted mm-hmm. ourselves, like you know, doing these like virtual performances, and 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 we're, you know, we're we're very grateful for whoever, like you know, and like you all for inviting us to do a show, and we got together to play, you know, even if it's through the through a camera. Um, we feel like this is this is the only way we can get to you. So this, so we're gonna like you know rock your socks off and and try our best to like get through to you. But, but man, I miss live shows. There's nothing like Mm -hmm. live shows, you know, and feeling that human connection and, and feeling like we're, you know, vibing, dancing, surfing on that beautiful wave, you know, of music. So I really hope that, that, that we can, that we can get back to that. So, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I just tell everyone, like, please, like wear your mask when you go out, you know, be safe get vaccinated if you can so that we can all see each other real soon. And, 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 you know, like maybe not get back to the way things were, but like, just try to reconnect again, because like, it's, it's hard to be like this, you know, I want to see you all and hug you and sing for you live, you know?
2: Yes. It's not the same. You feel that energy, right? With feet of each other. Totally. We're we're all hoping for that. Um, So Thank you so much. This was beautiful. And thank you, everybody, who have, um, you know, been such a great audience, all the great comments and questions. And hopefully we will all enjoy a live show soon. Um, Thank you, everybody. And have a beautiful evening. Let's continue listening to La Santa Cecilia.